Yo, what's up? What's up, John? My my man, my friend, what my is, they them. What is going on? <laughs> we, we, we both cracking open drinks for for the for the app. The, the EP. yeah, this is. I think that we can we can consider this one. Uh, the the this is one for the this is a cold one episode. It is. Um, um, this is our fireside chat episode. This one's this. <laughs> I mean, this is going to be our Christmas episode. So, oh yeah, I guess it is. It does work out like that, doesn't it? Yep. So, pretty chill. Uh, when, when listeners are hearing this for the first time, uh, it's December twenty first. Hopefully, that's the winter solstice. That is the winter solstice. Uh, rumors that that twenty twelve was eight years late are going around. Uh, so if the apocalypse doesn't happen on the twenty first, and you're listening to the episode, what up? <laughs> <laughs> or you know, if it's ending and you just you just need to feel some kind of companionship on your way out, we're here for you. If if the apocalypse goes down and there are people who who choose to to listen to the pod in their final moments, uh, that means a lot. But why? <laughs> <laughs> Add us on Twitter if that's if that's still up. <laughs> Maybe one of us will still be around to to, to read it. But yeah. Um, First episode with no reading, uh, which is funny, I, I guess. It's it's a weird it, change of pace. Yeah, uh, like... It's, it, I mean, it's like that one episode where we said we were going to finish the act, but then there were those pages that were like after the page that said that's where the act ends at, ends at and we were both like, well, do we cover this now? This is like that weird middle point. That's where we're at right now. Uh, yeah, we're, we're in between uh, the two big halves of of Homestuck. I mean, is it like halves or is it like the first third and then the second two thirds? I mean, page wise, we we have crossed the the halfway point, but I would say content wise, yeah, it's probably like two thirds left. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I um I, I was looking back through the uh, the roster of episodes and. It it really struck me that we made it to Act Act Five at Episode Sixteen. We finished in Episode Thirty Six. Yes. Um, which uh, Act Act Five starts at around page two thousand, so that was about twenty episodes for two thousand more pages. Um, which is you know uh, I guess get ready for another year of AHP, everybody. It's gonna be great. Yeah, I was I was I was doing the math earlier, and I was like, we're probably gonna finish the pod. Uh, at least this po- portion of the pod covering just Homestuck itself around like September October mm-hmm. of next year, which is crazy, because uh, that's a that's a lot that's a lot of time to be covering Homestuck. Yeah, I, I think that like I, I was reflecting the other day, um, kind of like not I, not like looking forward to like when it ends because I I'm loving doing this, but like it just it hit me in a weird way, like how this is just part of my weekly routine now. Yeah, it's... I, I never really put much thought into it. We kind of just started... Like, like we did, like, the preemptive preemptive preparing and everything before we started. And, mm-hmm. and then, like, once we started going, it just... it We just kind of kept going, and then that was it. We we launched the pod, and then it just, it, it just became a weekly thing. And mm-hmm. it, it it's weird to look back on it, because, like... We originally, like, talked about doing this for the first time back in, like, 2018? 
if not earlier. If not earlier, because like you, you were the one who was originally like Homestuck podcast. If I if I were to do one, I would want to do it with John. And I was like, oh, we should mm-hmm. we should actually do that. And then we were gonna. Yeah, but when I said it, it was like it was like a joke, or yeah. it was kind of like haha, what if? But it was like I just kind of sat on it for a while. Yeah, and then and then like the 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 ten year anniversary of Homestuck started getting closer, and you were like. Hey, we should do this podcast thing, and I was like, mm-hmm. and then and then it ended up not happening for the ten year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. I kind of I kind of like how the 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 time frame of it worked out for when we actually did get around to doing it because I don't know. I I, I can't imagine doing the pod when COVID's not happening. <laughs> that was the other part of it. I think was that um a lot like. Basically, I, I remember um, my most vivid memory of like when we started doing this, like eight months ago or whatever, uh, was like around spring break, my last semester. Yeah. Um, and around then was like the 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 talks of uh, coronavirus coming to the U.S. were it, it was it was a topic, um, and like everyone was kind of saying, like, it's gonna, like, we're, something's gonna happen, or, like, we're gonna have to lock down and stuff. Yeah. Um, maybe not in, like, super... I don't think everyone really expected what was going to actually happen, but it was it was a prospect. And then, that, and then, uh, like, around when we actually recorded the first episode, I think that that was the week that my school announced that they were going to be closing for the rest of the semester. Yeah, I, I remember that, because when we were recording the second episode... That's that's when like my spring break started, and I like I like got the email that like we were gonna be online after spring break, and uh-huh. it was it was it was a weird point in time, but but the the pod was there for us. <laughs> yeah, I, like a big thing when this whole thing started was like uh, this was a really good outlet for me because I didn't really have shit else to do uh, at school. Like I most of my friends at school were did not live on campus, um, or, or were not, like, going to the same, to, to, to the same school I was in. So, it, like, really locked me out of my usual routine really hard, and so this was one of the, the best ways I could escape from that. Yeah, it, same goes for me, it's like, it's, it's, it's a form, it's, it's a form of an escape, but at the same time, like, the, the fact that we're doing, like, weekly readings, it's, it, it, it kind of provided, like, more structure to a, to a very chaotic point in time, mm-hmm. and yeah, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I when we when we were preparing for this, we definitely were not expecting COVID to happen, but right, it right. happened. So, and I, I kind of, I, I, I do kind of wonder, like, if we would have gotten into the routine as easily had it not. Yeah, uh, because like, I think that one of my biggest concerns at the start, um, and before, like, the, before starting, and like in the early couple episodes or a couple weeks was keeping morale. Yeah. Um, which is a reasonable fear, I think. You don't want to go into a project, launch it, uh, get, like, a little bit of attention, and then, like, abandon it. Uh, yeah. But it really hasn't been a problem. There have been, like, moments uh, when I'm sitting down, I just don't really want to do the, the stuff for the week, and I'm like... It, it, there are moments I have where it's like that, and I think about that. Uh, but when the time comes, like, I almost unequivocally... or I can't even think of a time I didn't. I have not enjoyed sitting down and doing this. Um, Same, because it's it, it it's fun. Uh, it is fun. It it is very <laughs> fun to talk about this web comic from our childhood, teenagehood. Yeah, I, I was a child when I was thirteen. Okay, okay, <laughs> that okay. Childhood. 
But yeah. Um, like, that kind of brings me to the other thing that I was thinking about. I think it's like something that we did want to talk about specifically uh, today, which was um, like the start of it uh, relative to how we are now. Um, and how we want to kind of keep that going moving forward. Because I, I personally, and I've expressed this, and I've expressed it on the pod and on my personal Twitter before a couple times, but, like, I, I appreciate the first couple episodes for what they are, but, like, man, they suck. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, power to you if you, like, power to anybody who started there and has kept with us, because, like, that's awesome. Um, but I, I think that we're now at, like, a really good break point where we can kind of set up, like, like, hey, if, I know there are probably a lot of people who are in my same boat, where it's, like, you read up to Cascade, and then fell off as updates grew less frequent, and you were stuck with these new characters, so you didn't really care all that much about, etc., etc. Um, so I feel like, uh, we talk, we have to talk about this, but, like, um, the, having, uh, uh, Act 6 of the start is gonna be a really good, like, starting point for, Anybody who wants to jump on the train but doesn't want to go through 36 episodes, like the first 36? Yeah. Uh, which is, is kind of what I'm excited for going into Act 6. Um, just with, like, hey, this is a new beginning point, and I can finally stop telling people, like, hey, you gotta listen to the, like, act like episodes 1 through, like, 10 or whatever. Um, so, yeah, so th- that was just, like, my, that's kind of the angle I want to come from on maybe rebranding, or not rebranding, but, like, uh, doing some brand touch-ups for, for the next, for next week. Yeah, starting. it, it makes sense, definitely, with the, with the point that, like, a lot of people fell off during the, like, the beginning of Act 6, and mm-hmm. a lot of people remember Acts 1 through 5 when, when they were active readers, and, yeah, Season 2, it, it makes a lot of sense <laughs> to, to advertise it as, a new season, a new entry point for people who remember Homestuck pre-Act 6 and may or may not be interested in hopping back on. Yeah. And, and or going back to our older episode. If if they like our content, maybe going back to some of the other ones for, like, some of the the highlights. I've thought about putting in, like, a sizzle reel or, like, trying to get something of, like, our better moments from the first, the first season. Uh, but that would just involve going back and listening to so much of my own voice. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I would argue that our, our sizzle reel would probably be best if it if we, like, open the audio and look at any point where, like, either of our mics peaked and just <laughs> include that. Just any point it's... where we, we yell for any reason. Yes. Um. Start. Yeah, starting with the Dave Puppet breakdown. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, all the way through the Mindfang Journal breakdown. Um, all the Homestuck is a sin outburst. That one is one of the funnier ones to me because yeah. Alex pointed it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, shit like that. I don't know. Maybe not necessary, but like I, I'm also torn between um, like, uh, I, I don't want to start the episode count over because get like. Getting to 50 is really cool. Um, yeah, so, it would be very silly to start from, do a whole, like, season two, episode one thing. That'd be, mm-hmm. that'd be a little too wacky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure something out for the next episode in terms of, like, make the thumbnail look attractive and give it a cool name. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Gotta, damn. Act 6 is really just, like, next episode. I mean, we do this every time. We need to stop doing the, damn, the next thing is up next. Wow. Things are going <laughs> to happen after the things that we are already covering. It's crazy. What? what? But, yeah, um... I guess, like, looking back, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bust out a random question, which is, what, what do you think your favorite moment from, from season one was? Um, like, a moment from the comic, or, like, a moment between us? Uh, between us. I mean, we can talk about the comic, but I, I wanna know what your favorite, uh, thing that's actually happened in the recording booth has been. Um... I would say probably, like, covering, uh, the Mindfang journal. I am really inclined to agree. Uh, a close second place would be me trying to find, um, the, the Pyral Sprite plushie and finding the, <laughs> the, 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 the Sasquatch. <laughs> that, that was a really funny moment that I, it, it, it's so out there and so, like, off the script, it, it, it was so funny. Yeah, stuff like that. Well, that's a really special one. When just you cannot plan that kind of thing. That was that was amazing. Only only with Homestuck could something like that happen. Yes. Um. Yeah, I was also gonna say the Mindfang Journal thing, just because I think that is another instance of like, just not real like. The comic being, I know that you haven't reread it like in a while, like for a while before this, if ever. Yeah, right? never reread um, it. <laughs> right, and just that kind of thing showing up, um, just nothing can prepare you for it when you're not expecting it. Yeah, like I, I remembered like there being a Mindfang journal segment, and I remember it, remembered it like giving like lore to the ancestors, but. The fact that the, 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 the first and last time that I had read that segment was when I was, like, 14, 15, and, like, I was, like, skimming everything, so, like, mm -hmm. the, the, the real content of it, like, went over my head, and, like, going back to it and being like, oh, this is porn. It's, <laughs> it's, it's jarring, and it's really funny. It, yeah, it, it is a little bit, I remember it being, like, fairly lascivious. Um, but I do not, I do not remember, like, the explicit content of it, and also I think just being older and having context for, like, porn. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was not expecting to be that out there. Uh, <laughs> a lot of unexpected things, um, while, while reading Homestead again. The wonderful capacity for this comic to surprise you. Every, everything is so dense, there's so much going on, there's always gonna be something you just do not fucking remember. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God, uh, what? <sighs> so true. All all these noises, so true. See, I want to say something about the mind control, but I feel like we already said everything that can be said. We about the we mind don't have to journal. like delve into the mind thing, <laughs> we, Right, we, we've right. already done that. Yeah, I think that um the whole like all like. Everything to do with with the trolls, um, kind of maybe it's not surprising, but like I had forgotten how deep it goes in terms of having a society. Yeah, like I, I think that historic. I think that a lot of the things that were unexpected to me came in the form of um, 
things that I remember from being like the fandom or like fandom perceptions or like what got talked about or the way that got talked about, uh, maybe not being the truest to what actually is in the comic. Yeah. Um, I think another really good example of that was like everything to do with troll romance. Uh, because one, I forgot like I, I like the fandom perception of troll romance. We talked about this before. Is was really um kind of it, it was it was playful, which is like it makes sense for like a fandom of of a fandom to engage something in like like that in a playful way, right? Yeah. Uh, but I had forgotten just kind of how fucked up it was on the whole. Um, and I think that kind of took me off guard. Uh, and I don't. We didn't really get into this when it came up, but. The last piece of ancestor lore, um, like two episodes ago, uh, where it it points at the the disciple and the sufferer, and it says that they had like the kind of romance that transcends the quadrants, and I I think I, I I was thinking about that, and it seems to me like almost the comic uh, looking at the troll romance thing that's set up and being like this is kind of fucked up, yeah, like that it gives, like, kind of a religious aspiration to go beyond that. Yeah. Uh, and lore, like, yeah. What do you you think? Um, about the troll romance? I I mean, like, there's, like, that, like, anything that you, like, that kind of fit, like, adjacent to that, or, like, anything that, like, you thought was, that took you by surprise, I guess. Yeah, as for, like, surprising things, and this kind of does tie into the, the, the troll romance, is, like, with uh, with Act Five, Act Two, just like how much of like Scratch's influence like went over my head, my my mm-hmm. first read through, uh, it was very surprising to see like just how much was like fabricated by him, and like it's very obvious that like troll romance is like another thing that like he had a hand in, and it's like obviously like made bad on purpose to make it like. Make it all convoluted for trolls. To breed an unhealthy society. Yes. I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it... The Scratch thing is pretty huge. Um, cause, uh, like... Well, when you're... I don't know how to put this. Um, I think part of it, for me, and you might agree with this, is that, like, when you're skimming it, and you're... When you're, like, rushing through it to get to the part everyone is talking about yes. that's current. Yeah. Um... <laughs> A lot of the things about Scratch are going to go over your head, uh, Definitely. especially all of the off the offhand mentions of him, which, like, tallying, like, all the characters he talks to directly who have, like, pester logs with him is going to get you to, like, half of the characters who it is confirmed that he had some kind of meddling with. Yeah. And, and that, um, it puts Act 5 into a, a different perspective when you take into account all that stuff. Yeah, and just how much of it is just the the story of Scratch fooling all these kids into uh, bringing in Lord English. Yeah, yeah, I, w- I was just about to say that. Like, uh, the first time I read it, like with the with the Lord English reveal in Intermission Two, like it it made sense with like all the all the like hints that he was on his way and that he was going to be the 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 big villain going forward. Um. Mm. With with this reread for the podcast, it, it 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 was more fitting to like have that reveal as soon as as, as the curtains closed on Act Five because Act Five was very much about 
scratch getting everything ready for him to come. Mm-hmm. And and it, it, it just made sense. It made more sense to me for, for Intermission 2 to be there. Yeah, I think that, that kind of ties into something else that I thought about the comic as a whole, like, on the, like, rereading it, which is that it is so much more coherent than I remember it yeah. being. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, as a kid, um, I remember just being kind of all over the place and felt it feeling very random at times. Um, but but now, like, now as an adult as I read it, it always feels like it is driving towards a point. Yeah. And those points will come in, well, they'll come and go and another one will come out, um, but it always feels driven, and they're... Anything that is, like, getting attention feels like it's there for a reason. Yeah. Uh, which, like, I think, as a kid, a lot of this, like, especially the Ancestor stuff felt very out of place to me, um, in that regard. Or maybe not out of place, because I was just gobbling up anything that I could get, uh, but it felt, uh, extraneous. And here, it felt very, um thematically important, I guess you could say. I mean, Homestuck is not political and all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, it's really interesting. Uh, especially because, like, in, in the, in, in like, blah, 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 blah. It, as a kid, I think that the way that I consumed this comic was very much, like, to be part of the fandom, which I think is a pretty, pretty relatable thing to say for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, and now that I am just reading it as a work of fiction to judge it on its own merit, I am getting a very strong new appreciation for it. Hell yes. Hell yes. Homestuck build. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> I mean, I've been doing this for, like, what, like, 37 weeks straight now? So, I don't know. Yeah. Could've said that before. Um. Just, like, yeah, the cogency of it is really cool. Yeah, I... I definitely have, like, a newfound appreciation for Hussey's writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I, I, it's made me more aware of the shift that's about to happen going into Act 6. Uh, this is part of the concern I have, yeah. But, Go ahead. But I still do like the writing in Act 6. It's just... It, I'm more aware of the fact that, like, Hussey started, like, making changes to his writing style. And, like... It's it's even more obvious, like from Act One to where we are now, that like he was oh, for sure. that he was in the process of making changes to it because like from from page one, everything was very much small scale, very simple writing. Like things were very obviously like happening, but very high frequency of jokes. Yeah, uh, it it feels like Hussey had like a shift in his intent with the comic like mm-hmm. it, it it feels more like a piece of literature than <laughs> <laughs> you, you get what i'm saying no no no. i'm laughing because it sounds funny to say it but like i agree with you 100 percent. yeah um and I, I wonder if that how much of that was like intentional because i i think uh act one really f- feels like a much clearer bait and switch to me now um yeah i think earlier on i definitely uh read it and i was like okay so going into act two hussey just gets better at his craft and he gets some more clarity of what he wants to do but i think 
close to cons- maybe this is a conspiracy theory. Um, call it whatever you like, but I wouldn't be surprised if Act One was really an intentional um, laying the bait to to later switch that away for this grandiose story that most of which was probably planned from the start, or a lot of what we have consumed so far was probably planned from the start. Yeah. Uh, I I don't th- I think that like the way that like. I've never written anything large scale, um, so I am not an expert on this. But it, it it seems like a lot of the characters were really set up very, very perfectly for where they wanted to go. Um, specifically, Dave. I am I'm I'm more of a Dave stand than ever at the end of uh, side one, and it it just felt too good. Everything that has happened with him and too natural. Yeah. For me to just think that everything, like, the early Homestuck was just kind of stumbling around trying to find its legs. On the flip side of that, I think that there are characters that we've, that, like, have not received that treatment. Um, I think Rose is, if I feel let down by anything so far, it's probably the, how little Rose has gotten relatively. Yeah. Uh, like, she has her moments, and she's still, like... She's always a fun character to engage with. She's like fun to read. Um like the 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 stuff at the end of Act 5 with her and Dave like Dave was not the only strong part of that conversation. But Rose spends so much time um like willfully AWOL that it, it, I can't help but say that I'm disappointed a little bit. Yeah, that's respectable. Um it's. I felt like for like most of, a lot of Act Four and most of Act Five, Rose was either actively ignoring and not picking up and not being in the limelight, or was talking. Well, because she was talking to Scratch, when we see her, she's talking to Scratch, which is like, I think it's good and a lot of it was good and characterful for for her, for being like very self confident and uh, thinking that she could handle this. And that comes out in a good way in the Scratch conversations, but, like, man, I would love to have had more of Rose as, like, a friend and less of Rose as, like, somebody who was setting herself up for a giant fall. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, There are other characters I kind of feel like that in Microcosm, um, with notably, and maybe this is a good jumping off point, Kanaya, uh, because... I I like Kanaya a lot, um, but she also felt like she generally didn't have a lot of time to shine because it's some it, it she was she would she would like be when whenever she showed up, uh, it was to further the plot. Um, like Kanaya showing up in later in Act Five, Act Two always felt like a, a plot conveyor belt. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas Carcat, uh, for instance gets to... Carcat obviously is very relevant, but Carcat got a lot of time just to dick around and be Carcat, and I felt like uh... not... you can't really say that for all of the the trolls that end up being relevant. Which is, you know, you can't give everybody, like, this huge amount of time in the story, but I would have liked to see more of some of them. Which... Uh, I guess we'll... we'll do our... our we'll, we'll revisit our troll tiering in a little bit. But that's maybe a maybe a spoiler for what I'm gonna say about that. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of any any disappointments I had with any particular characters. I I, I definitely understand where you're, where you're coming from with with Rose and Kanaya though. Uh-huh. Um. Hmm. Uh, how about Feffrey? <laughs> I actually have something written down for Feffery as well, um, but what I was going to say in reference to Feffery was, uh, like, I think I agree that Feffery really just kind of feels extraneous, and, uh, I think, which is disappointing because she's a really solid foundation, I think, or, like, there's hinted at a solid foundation in her intro, um, but I think Feffery showcases one of my other disappointments, which is that, like, on on characters who are not like who don't get that kind of like depth that we enjoy from like our main main cast, edgy humor just gets so tiring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your comment about Fairy showing up, dropping dropping three slurs and dying. It's it's too literal. It's it's it just happens. It it's not even a joke. <laughs> just happens. yeah yeah like it's so sad it is i think i th- i would say feffrey probably has like the most wasted potential of of the trolls mm-hmm. because like her whole premise of her being the the heiress to the throne but she doesn't agree with like anything at all in troll culture and, and like wants to fix things like there there's good ideas there and then she just says three slurs and dies yeah i um I don't want to sound like I have, like, a big double standard here, um, because it's not what I mean, but, like, there are characters like Dave and Carcat where I I kind of start to tune out Dave dropping the R-bomb and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, because there's usually something a bit more there that I can chew on, and while I don't necessarily enjoy it, it feels very true to his character and like the Carcass character of being like a an edgy teenage boy with a shell. Yeah. When it's like a character like Feferi, uh, who just does not do a lot. Yeah. Um. It it stops feeling like it, it starts to it, you start to notice it. Yeah. More the the like one thing that she did was like kiss Solix when he died. And, like, mm-hmm. that was it. She just kind of served as, like... She served as a reason to make Aridin, like, flip out and start killing people. Mm-hmm. And, like, that... It, it's 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 unfortunate for her to just become that. Yeah. The way that we're talking about it, I feel like if you weren't familiar with the, the comic, like... I'm thinking in my head, like, wow, we're talking about how great all the male characters are and are whenever we talk about a female character it's how disappointed we are they don't get a lot of time yeah um which you can point to Vriska and say that Vriska arguably has gotten like the densest amount of uh character depth 
Um, but it does, I, I, it does kind of feel shitty, uh, how little that Rose and Jade got, just relative to the other two, uh, after, after concluding the first five acts. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think that Hussey is, like, a, a sexist guy, like, or... I don't, I don't, I don't know. Mm, don't want to say that. Don't want to say that. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't get a vibe of misogyny from Homestuck like Aquans through five. Is what I mean. Um, I the only like, but it, it, it does feel kind of bad to have the 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 number of interesting female characters who stick around uh, to develop be so much lower. Yeah. Um. To me, it. It comes off as like Hussey just didn't know like how much to put into them because yeah. like he he obviously had like plans for them like Rose and Jade do cool things it yes. it's just the 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 writing for them and like the amount of screen time they're given is just not there and it just comes off as like Hussey just had John and Dave like more fleshed out and like knew what he wanted to do with them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's malicious is the key thing. Yeah. Um, but it, 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 it's, it's noticeable looking back and talking about what characters were good and which ones kind of fell off. Yeah. Um, cause like really, uh, like, I I love Aradia. Um, we all know this. Everybody knows this. You make fun of me for it. You mock me for being an Aradia king. No, I get it. I, I um, it's just fun to poke at. <laughs> it is. It is funny. Uh, but it, again, with her, like I feel like the little that she was in, uh, well, the amount that she was in, uh, Act Five total when she did show up i think that she had really she was a really really strong character and she had a really strong arc it's just that that arc happens over so much less text than Vriska's does yeah and especially less text than like dave's does or carcats does yeah um and like terezi is also great but i terezi kind of felt like a bit more of a vehicle for dave's development a lot of the time um which is not to say that terezi didn't have her own very strong development uh there was there was that there was that moment. Um, I forget exactly when it happened. Where, uh, it it was it was really before um Terezi and Friska confronted each other. Uh, before Friska and when Friska was killed, um, where Terezi like took back the the focus, and it was like very very noticeable that she was like, "All right, shut up, cool guy. I have my own problems," and it was cool when it happened, but like it. That it was a notable thing, it it feels a little bit weird in retrospect. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Uh. I guess that's kind of that kind of covers like what I was disappointed. Well, no, not quite. The other thing that I really, <laughs> I'm trying to get. I want to get to the positive stuff because I know we have a lot of positive stuff. Uh. I think that the other thing, and this kind of feeds into all of what we've been saying, is that I I really wish that Hive Bent had been more than it was. Yeah. Uh. And that 
I feel I feel like that kind of plays into like why certain characters, particularly female characters, kind of got the short end of the stick, and it's because like Hussey just out of nowhere drops twelve new characters on us, and like they're part of this comic now. They're not a part of their own thing. They're this comic, and he has to balance sixteen characters at once, including including ones who don't get like talking time, like the exiles and other characters it there's just there's just so many characters and i feel like he didn't know how to balance them mhm yeah so in it, it feels like in retrospect that like the characters who got the most like screen time in hive bent were like the plot relevant ones so like carcat um riska uh terezi um, I guess those are the big three in in Hive Bent. Yeah. Um, and, but then the other half of that uh is the characters who like are funny or that you can tell that Hussey really enjoyed writing fun dialogue for. So that's like Aridan, Equius, um, Tavros, I guess. Uh, and I think that Hussey might have wanted to use like. Or maybe he was enjoying the new, uh, kind of the new scenario as, like, a setting to kind of go back to more humor. Yeah. Because there's a lot of bullshit in Hive Men. Yeah. Um, for how, for how rushed it feels. And sometimes it just kind of felt like the characters who got, who, who, who were just the bullshit, uh, maybe might have been overrepresented in, in the troll session being crushed to what it was. I don't know. Yeah. But that's my main kind of complaint, looking back, I guess, or those covers it, I guess. Like, is there anything else that, like, you, you, like, look back on and you're like, man, I wish that was a different way? Um, hmm. <laughs> any, any segment where Risk is being ableist towards Tavros. <laughs> because... Definitely like a like a byproduct of Hussey's like late two thousands internet humor where ableism equal funny. Like mm-hmm. you can have Riska dunk on Tavros without it being like a haha, you can't walk. Yeah. Um and, and I don't think that it's necessarily bad to have that in your story, but like when Vriska gets a redemption arc and like that is ever really answered for Yeah. Obviously not the worst thing she did. She needed to answer for killing all those people first. <laughs> but it yeah. Uh, uh. It really sticks out. It mm-hmm. yeah. That if 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 I could change one thing about Homestuck, it would probably be that. Uh, give the disabled rep to the character who isn't Tavros. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. It, it, mm. Maybe not. Maybe not the greatest representation that the world has ever seen. Uh, and Tavros being anything. Yeah, it, it just comes off as like weird, especially like when he when he gets his legs back and it, it becomes this whole. Uh, my legs are back. I'm I'm super confident now, and it it I don't know. It's it's just weird. 
and also bad. Yeah, I think that's a very... I didn't really ever think of that in those terms, but it does... It is a little bit strange how much of Tavros kind of seems to be connected to his disability. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe making making a a, a a character who's not intended to really be get serious development and their whole gimmick centers around being paraplegic is, like, maybe not a good formula. Yeah. I'm not an expert, but... I'm not that's either. my... That my 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 take is that that seems kind of bad and and it was certainly not executed very well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. The, uh, we're talking about how how sexist the comic is and how much it sucks. <laughs> what what you haven't read this? Neither of us have read this in like. A hundred years. Like, tell me all the stuff that you look back and you're like, wow, that was awesome. Um. I'm, I'm trying to, like, not make this too forceful. I'm trying to, like, both keep us talking. I want I want you to talk more. I feel okay. like I'm talking too okay. much. Okay, no, no, no. I, I get it. Um. Okay. So. My, my first thing that I want to talk about with, with, with nice surprises. Um. Isn't really, like, any, like anything specific in the comic it's that like i read it so long ago and like i've invested so much of my time in homestuck and it's like such a big part of like me like here like one third of of my internet persona now is vriska vriska from homestuck Mm -hmm. um and having never gone back and reread everything, there was a point in time where I was like, is Homestuck even good? Have I wasted all this time just putting my p- putting so much interest in it that like going back and like revisiting uh the first half of it so far. I'll I'll see if my opinion changes in the second half, but definitely the first half. I I enjoyed it like a lot. And it, it made me very happy to to come to the realization that wow, Homestuck good, Homestuck enjoyable. It has flaws, Why? but I didn't waste my time. It's good. I agree. I would say that if you had maybe like branded a third of your inner persona on like Equius, your time would oh! waste. Oh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. That's really that's that's really nice. Um. I, 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 yeah, in general, I think it actually being legitimately good is, is a nice surprise. Yeah. Uh, I, I know that when we started, we talked a lot about it, or, like, I thought of it a lot as, like, we are excavating a historical artifact and analyzing it like it is some strange fossil, uh, and that rapidly just turned into getting swept away by it, uh, which is not bad, I don't think. Yeah, it's especially when we we both read it when we were very young it's it's e- it's easy to like read something or like enjoy some kind of media when you're young and be like oh wow this is great and it's only because like you're young or it's like something <laughs> you're to y- you get what i'm saying yeah D- definitely definitely it's <laughs> 
and like I said before, like it's a, it's a different experience. Um, so it's really like a nice Easter egg that it's like this this cool weird animal I liked as a kid is like actually a pretty good story when I when I give it the time to be that. Yeah. It. Yeah. The biggest thing that I am really uh, I thought was like really nice in to to experience was the. The good characters in this comic are legitimately really good. Yes. Uh, the 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 strong moments, um, like the Ruska John conversation about how she wants to start fresh and how she is tired of being the way she is and how she felt like that, how that developed as a reaction for her and how she realizes that was like bad and she wants she just wants. Uh, to be in a place where people can forgive her for that without her seeming weak. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, Dave coping with, with Bro's death and his whole struggle with trying to be the, like, whether he even wants to be the person that other people want him to be is really good. Like, the characters who are good in this comic are, like, I'm very invested in them again. Hell yes. Um... <laughs> I I I think that I have a similar point to yours, which is that I when I was like when I was a kid, um, one of my friends who I was in this comic with uh, really liked Aradia. I relate to Aradia as well, just because you know that was the thing that was like the thing in our group, I guess. Um, and you know I'm an I'm an Aries. Uh, she's the Aries troll, and I had moments uh over a while where I was like, is Aradia even like a a real character like? <laughs> Which is, so I was a little bit scared going in Act 5, uh, especially when she's introduced and she just kind of, like, corpse Aradia. Yeah. Um, but I still, I maintain that the scene where she is showing Doom Dave around the Dream Bubbles is really powerful. Yes. And really good. And I am, I'm very relieved that my favorite character can remain my favorite character because she gets something that good. I'm nodding. <laughs> uh, hmm. So something else that I would I would file under nice surprises is like how at points like certain parts that we've covered still like get emotions out of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, particularly the the anything regarding like Jasper's. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, I... those were surprising. <laughs> uh, but but like, and then things like Vriska's like last conversation with John, and then the the dream bubble stuff with Vriska. Uh, anything regarding Vriska? Um... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, you're completely, you're completely in the right. I like I, Vriska is a very well crafted character, and I think that once. She's like once she is presented with the opportunity to be more than the ableist mean one. Yeah, I think she really blossoms very rapidly into a very strong and likable character. Yeah. Uh. It, yeah. It. It's it's nice to be a cynical jaded adult um who looks at everything and calls it stupid and then go back to homestuck of all things. And be like, wow, why am I crying in the club right now? So true. The so Jasper true. shit is very real. <laughs> like, there's definitely things in this comic that, like, a... 
I don't want to say that all teenagers are are sociopaths, but <laughs> that would be a very big claim. <laughs> but but as an adult, there are things that like I I give the time to land, and they land really hard. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't think that all teenagers are sociopaths. Uh, I just remember, I just had the experience of being a teenager and being surrounded by other teenagers. I remember it sucking ass. That's all I'll say. Um, I guess that's a hot take. Uh, hmm. I don't know. One of the things I gave you was hot takes. Um, but I I ended up like not like I couldn't come up with any really good hot takes. <laughs> yeah, I I don't really have any hot takes. I think. I, I I think most of my things that we would be considered hot takes would would be from the perspective of like equius likers and and Tavros <laughs> likers and Aridan likers and Vriska haters. Like I don't really have any real hot takes. But maybe maybe the claim that Homestuck is good actually would would be classified as a hot take to some people. But, I think that would probably be a hot take in maybe the sphere of anybody who like does. Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, I've definitely endured a small amount of mockery from family and friends for doing this and being like, "No, I promise, it's actually really good." Uh, <laughs> but my my hot take is that if if you don't like Homestuck, it's most likely because you associate it with being a teenager, and being a teenager is bad. I would completely agree with that. Um, if your main association with Homestuck is the Applebee's event, <laughs> um, I would uh, maybe get over that. And, uh, and, and, you know, I'm not asking you to read it. Well, you're not gonna fucking hear this, but... Uh, <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would say that anybody who, like looks at Homestuck and is like, oh, that's one of the cringe fandoms should, like, maybe give it a real chance, or just stop being an asshole. A bad fandom does not a bad property make. Yeah. I I feel like this is implicit doing a Homestuck podcast. <laughs> uh, that, that reminds me of, um, I remember I specifically played Undertale, like, because I, I could sense that I was about to get very sick of of the fandom around it. Um, not because it was completely inescapable online, but because when Undertale came out, um, it was at, at my high school, uh, it became like, like a lot of the under, like the underclassmen, like the younger kids, like would just draw Undertale shit constantly on like the, on like blackboards and stuff. Good Lord. Um, and, like, the overexposure was getting, like, such a critical mass, like, offline that I was like, if I want to not just hate this game, I have to play it right now. And so I did, and I liked it a lot. Um, so, maybe if you're, I guess if you're uh, a bit removed from Homestuck and you're not surrounded by children being annoying about it, um, give it a chance, I guess. Yeah, yeah, Homestuck's definitely one of those things where you have to, you seriously have to divorce the, the the media from the fandom because good lord yes uh one, one of my one of my close friends irl uh i've been trying to get him to read homestuck for years because like it's good and i i think he would like it a lot but his main point of not wanting to read it is is because like back in high school 
I I got a lot of people into Homestuck, and some of those people mm-hmm. became very annoying about liking Homestuck and mm-hmm. kind of turned Homestuck off or, like, everyone surrounding them. And it's like, that that was, like, a very long time ago. You have to let go of the the annoying teenagers. They they can't hurt you anymore. It's it's fine. When is did the destigmatize Homestuck in the modern age? <laughs> yeah, it's okay to enjoy it. Um, <laughs> the the fan okay, the the fandom things is one of the things that I was actually worried about uh, going into this because I think both like from past me and from having seen like heated homestuck debate in the modern age like the discourse is very much alive oh yeah yeah Um, as someone who participates a lot in in modern homestuck fandom yeah it's still it's still there some some things are like age-old debates that we can't shut up about even though we've already figured out the answer to them like is Riska bad the answer is no stop debating it (laughs) but yeah yeah, I think, um, I started putting this down to things that I, uh, that I was worried about that are, that didn't pan out, but then I, I decided to tick that yet. Um, like, discourse topics in Homestuck are, there are many of them, they're as old as the sun, uh, there are, the, there are, like, classics, like, that, like, that are from a much older time on the internet, which is, like, is shipping incest bad? Answer yes. Yes. <laughs> um. And and uh, if you must, then please uh, get it out of my face. Um. Uh. But like, there are other topics like uh race stuff. Um, yeah. Which... The the race stuff is still very much prominent. Yes. Um. I I feel like we haven't taught we haven't made our my our opinions clear on this in a while, which is that like. People can fucking draw whatever they want. Who gives a shit? Don't harass people. Don't yeah. be a weirdo. Don't be an asshole. Like, like it's very obvious that like Hussey wrote these characters, well, the human characters, with the intent of them being white. I still sometimes like will think about like the like talking about it like way way back when, and I'm like, was I too cringy saying that like Dave is white here? I, I, I don't think you were. <laughs> I like, right from from what like Hussey has put into the comic specifically the 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 white dave stuff and carcat's comment about pink little monkeys mm-hmm. like it's i think it's fairly obvious that like hussy's intent was for them to be white but the, he, and not in sorry go ahead sorry I, he he pretty much like let go of that pretty quick because it it's not important to their characters like at all yeah i was going to say it like Intent or not, like, the... It's not, like, none of these characters being white would, like, matter. Yeah. Is the thing. Um, I... This is, like, enough, like an age-old debate uh, topic. Um, you never held in good faith, but, like, any time that anyone wants to imprint, like, a minority identity on a, on a character who is not explicitly that, like, you always get the people who are like, well, where does it say that? And it's like, the answer is that it doesn't, but it doesn't have to. Yeah, like, it, it literally does not matter. Like, people like to bring up Hussey's comment that the characters are a-racial, and they try to play it as this, oh, they're a-racial, like, literally in the comic universe. And it's like, first of all, no, that, no, 
they're humans, they would have a race. And, and second of all, it's like it's it's because he understands that like people, a, a large number of people do not see these characters as white, and mm-hmm. and that's fine because that's going to naturally happen. But but people like to take the. I think the most annoying people are are the ones who are like they're literally a racial, and and the ones who are the enlightened like, centrists. Yeah, and then there's the ones who are like, Hussey intended them for be, for them to be white, so white stuck is canon, and it, it <laughs> it's so much. It's so annoying. Like you you don't have to be obnoxious about these things. It's it matters to some people, but if you're doing it for the sake of being a, being a contrarian. I hate to say it, but you're on the wrong side. You're being annoying. Opening your mouth... If if you have nothing to contribute to the conversation, like, why are you talking? Yeah. Um, and... Uh, I feel like I need to give context maybe to some people who might not have been around for that long. Um, but, like, that kind of thing is literally, like, ever since the first like black person decided to cosplay a final fantasy character and somebody decided to draw it that has been like a thing that nerds the internet will not shut up about um and like i'm sure everybody who has like been on twitter like in the past like year has seen like the time that drawing the the mario princesses as black became a thing and you got all these nerds being like uh actually they're not black and that has been going on for as long as I can remember. <laughs> yeah, like, and and then there's the people who are like, "Well, if you're going to draw this character as as black, oh I'm going to draw Lucio as white." And then you get white Lucio, and he just sits there and he haunts your memory. <laughs> white Lucio is one of the funniest things online. Um, but yes, it is. It's not the same thing. I don't know. We don't have to explain it. We're both white. I don't... Yeah. Like, it, it's not our place to explain why it's not the same thing. Uh, but it is not It is not the same thing, and it, it's stupid. Yeah. It's stupid. Um, doing anything... I, I, I think that doing anything um, related to, like, fandom out of spite is stupid. Yeah. And will only breed more hate. Yeah. Um... And Homestuck fandom is a good example of that. Yeah. Like, the reason I brought up the race thing in the first place is because I know that that there's a little bit of that coming in the comic itself in not too long, and I want to be prepared for it. What are you you talking about? What? Oh! Oh! Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, um, uh, Act 6 has, like, a little bit of clunky handling of race. I think that around when Act 6 happened, um, well, this might change when we read it, but my historical perspective has been that maybe Husty was spending a little bit too much time on the internet, and he made some poor decisions, uh, and might have, he might have made some poor decisions out of spite. Yeah. And we may or may not have to contend with those Um, shortly. we can talk about when we get to it because I've I've heard some mm-hmm. like more interesting takes on like how that wasn't Hussey like doing what everybody assumed he was doing and how he was actually like poking fun at the white stuck people specifically. 
Oh, we got a discourse war on the horizon. Yeah, we do have a discourse war on the horizon. We'll, but we'll get to it when we get to it. That's Very in, exciting. That's, that's, in, that's in what Act Six, Act Five, I think. Uh, we'll get there. Peachy. Yeah, Peachy. Peachy's. Yeah. Is that Act Six? Damn, I stuck around. I remember that happening. I mean, I don't think I was a current reader at that point, but it was like at least a little bit after I'd stopped being. A, it was shortly after I stopped being a current reader, so I don't know. Um, that was not that long after. I don't know. I digress. We'll we'll get to it. Whenever it ha- whenever it happens, it happens. Um, I I think that the other big like discourse topic that I was like scared of going into it was, um, and this is maybe going to be a rough one, but, uh, the attitude towards sexualizing underage characters has drastically changed online since twenty eleven. And I had a bit of a fear that that was going to be a lot more of a present issue than it ended up actually being. Yeah. I get you. Um, I get I, I get you. Blessedly, um, and, you know, maybe uh, completely unsurprisingly, since I think that though Hussey may have made some dumb decisions and said some stupid shit uh, in the past, I, I, I think that his head is screwed on the right way, and I... I think <laughs> I didn't really ever expect it to be like uncomfortably sexual with the kids and the, the trolls. Um, but I'm very relieved that it never really was because that is a whole can of worms um, that would have made it really uncomfortable. Yeah. And have been a problem. Um, and the only time I ever really felt like it was a th- thing even uh there were a couple of weird comments that came up around like the car cat shipping chart thing that we all that we called out when they happened um that felt a little bit off but they never felt like creepy from a reader perspective yeah um and there was whenever scratch was talking to to the girls and it was like it was weird but that was explicitly the point of scratch yeah so yeah i I count them my blessings that that never really became a problem. <laughs> um, and again, this is maybe a renewed concern coming up around the open bound uh, when we get to that. Oh boy. Because um, that's, that's charge in some ways, but we'll get there when we get there. Open bound's not that far away. I I realized this like when I was like skimming through Act 6, like mm-hmm. planning future page ranges. It's not that far away. Yikes, dude. <laughs> I think overall, though, I count it, I, I'm I, I'm very happy that rough discourse topics didn't end up really being a problem in yeah. on side one. Yeah. Uh, there, there will definitely be more discourse topics to talk about in the second half. Uh, it'll be fun. It'll be great. We can... We can talk about the peachy stuff. We can we can talk about the thumb cramps alpha kids art. We- <laughs> almost almost give us another audio peak moment there. <laughs> uh, the, it'll be a fun time. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I think X six is also a lot more ripe for that kind of thing because that was like also when when discourse kind of took off as a hobby. Yeah. On Tumblr, yeah, <laughs> especially. <laughs> um, Kankri was a response to his time. We'll say that much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, 
and, and um, but it does give me a weird perspective looking back because I know that we've I, I I've probably said this before, but like it, for a really long time there just was not really a solid a significant amount of uh backlash against like making the Homestuck characters into like sexual beings in Fanon. Which feels really weird looking back, and just how normal it was. Yeah. Um, I have about half of this Edgar Orchard in me now, so, like, this, as a tall boy. So I feel like if we're going to talk about it, like, we might as well talk about it now. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 think th- I, I don't think we ever brought this up on air, but I think that one of the things that I look back on and I cringe the hardest at was when... Um, like was was when home smut was a thing. Yeah, it. Um. Hmm. How do we? <laughs> okay, first of all, I know we have listeners who are like underage. So yes. So, uh, I'm gonna, we're gonna have Alex like edit. Yeah, Alex, edit in a robot voice saying when when we stop talking about home smut. Please skip to one hour, 17 minutes, and 30 seconds to skip the home smut. Uh, and then you guys can just jump to that. Um, yeah. But home smut was... Oh, God. It was such a dangerous thing to be happening. Yes. Because, okay. The... There, there was the home smut art, but then there was the home smut cosplayers, which is like... And a, the voices. And voices. Voices wasn't that, but voices is just kind of a funny thing in in general. <laughs> like 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 without getting into the nitty gritty of like oh these characters are kids. The concept of home smut voices is really funny. It is objectively insanely funny to record yourself trying to do a sexy Aridin voice. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I still think that the the home smut voices sweet bro and hella Jeff one is like one of the funniest things to ever exist. Yes. It is... <laughs> I still listen to it, like, every now and again. It's just really funny. Yes. Um, but yeah. One of the big things about the Homestuck fandom is that there's a history of, like, most of the people being kids themselves. And... Homesmut as a thing... Just... It... It bothers me. I guess for anybody who's not, who who might be, it, if there's anybody left who is not a, a like a child, um, who doesn't know what we're talking about, Homeslut was like kind of like is a, an umbrella term for, uh, when when fan produced erotic content expanded beyond the realm of just fan art. Yeah. Um and. When it kind of like took off, I don't know if it took off or if, uh, it just became more visible because there was a label attached to it once that term was coined. Yeah. Uh, but like around when that term was coined, you started to see a lot of um, audio posts that were like basically reading out RP. Um, yeah. With with. With really badly put on sex noises, um, there was cosplay, which will I, I'm gonna let John get to that in a okay. second. Uh, and, and that those were kind of the major; those were like kind of the major branches off from that. I guess that came of that. I guess. Yeah. 
Um, with the with the home smut cosplay specifically, I feel like that was the most dangerous aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's a trend online, and I think just in life in general, when adults start doing things and they're like, "This is for adults only," you get kids who are like, "Well, I'm gonna do it anyway." And really, kids kids really want to. Act like kids really. Kids really want to be grown up. Yes, the, yeah. Genesis Evangelion is about this. The, the, that is the universal trend that kids really want to grow up. I'm pretty sure that all of us here really wanted to grow up when we were kids, uh, or at least to be seen as adults. Yeah, yeah. To be taken more seriously, to be seen as an adult. Uh, anyways, mm-hmm. um, cosplay had this had this very problematic trend where you would have like these burner accounts pop up. And it would it, it would it would be very suspicious because this this person is doing home smut cosplay and they're on a burner account and it's like home smut cosplay generally entailing not a lot of costume yeah in the cosplay like maybe a wig maybe some skin paint but like that it was, it, it it was bad um I I would I I tried to, I tried to avoid it like a lot. Because I thought it was obnoxious to. Whenever people on Tumblr would like tag their home smut posts, they would also tag it with home stuck, and so uh-huh. that that that's an even bigger problem because like if it's in the general home stuck tag, you're already putting it in a space where like kids can view it. Yes, I never personally tracked the home stuck tag because it moved too quick. Yeah. Um, but I'm certain that there were a lot of kids who were exposed to it, and a lot of kids who thought like, oh. I can do that. Yeah. Um, Homespot Cosplay also, I, I don't know which came first, whether it was the, the actual, like, drawn art or the cosplay, but there was, like, a scary amount of specifically, like, fetish stuff. Um, I, I know, I, yeah. I, I know Homespot Cosplay had, like, a big pee thing going on. That was mm. scary. Um, I, I know the most notorious... Uh, Homespot cosplay was the 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 four people who cosplayed the Alpha Kids, and they had like an orgy. Uh, that was probably the most. In- I forgot infamous about that. One. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um. It was bad. It it it, it was definitely something that probably should have. It was going to happen anyway, because like there were adults involved with reading the comic, and the comic. Mm. Uh, we've talked about this. The comic really doesn't seem like it was written with like a, a an underage audience in mind. Uh, but you yeah you had kids reading it anyway, and there there was also the problem that like a, a lot of Hussies fans were on the the comics board on 4chan, so you had a lot of a lot of porn being drawn over there that like made its way elsewhere in fandom mm-hmm. spaces. Homesmoke was a curse. It was a plague, and it haunts me. <laughs> it it is my number one example in my head of how like things have changed online. Yeah, uh, probably overall for the better. Um, like I I I one of the where am I starting with this? Um. You hear people talk a lot these days about the importance of um, protecting children and, like, yeah. 
how not sexualizing minors in media is a part of that. And more than anything, any other discourse topic online, I see that hand wave the hardest by, by like by people. Yeah. Um. And I I don't think a lot of people really understand the perspective that that comes from, uh, both who are proponents and opponents of that sentiment. Um. Having lived through the Homestuck fandom in 2011, 2012, 2013, um, I feel like it is a lot more important than a lot of people realize, because there's, like, a very direct pipeline between, or not pipeline, it's not the appropriate word, there's a very strong connection between when it becomes acceptable to sexualize these characters who are all children, um, it becomes popular to do so, um, the, the, and, uh, kids in the... Actual real-life children who are in the fandom see that. Yeah. And I had an experience where I was, like, maybe somebody got too close to me that uh, I that shouldn't have because I thought that the way they talked to me was acceptable because I've been just so desensitized to that kind of thing. Um, and I don't think a lot of people realize that when you have a climate like that, uh, and you are you allow that kind of thing to propagate and just become commonplace, that it does actually make it easier for people who shouldn't have access to children to like get close to them enough to hurt them. Yeah. Uh, so that's my really sobering, uh, somber opinion on that. Uh, cause like. You might think that there's a world of difference between, like, drawing sexy fan art of, uh, Act 4 Rose, um, and a a 16-year-old or a 15-year-old girl, like, puts on a rose wig and lipstick and posts herself naked online, but there's, there's really not, it, those things are not as far apart as you yeah. might think. Yeah. Uh... So, yeah, that's... <laughs> it's, a, it's a horrible topic, but I feel like it's not one that I... That is, that, that I, I don't see a lot of really informed discussion of it in those terms, probably because a lot of it is on Twitter, and Twitter is the worst platform ever for informed discussion. Yeah. Um, but I, I wanted to get my opinion out there in some capacity, because I, 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 I think I have a take on that that other people should maybe hear. Yeah, I am nodding. Mm-hmm. Um, How did we get here? Uh, we're talking about, uh, discourse. Um, I think before I want to leave the realm of the not safe for work, though, um, I will say that on a much more lighthearted note, I still think about the picture of the custom troll dildos. Oh my god. At least once a week. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I. I don't know if we can post this anywhere. We no, we're we're not going to. <laughs> DM us and maybe if 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 you're if you're an adult or oh, <laughs> I I I just I'm sorry. I just needed to I just needed to make you think about it because I thought about it. Brain mush. Do you ever think about how spiky the pink one is? Alex, edit this out. Sigh. Or don't. It's funny. Um, I don't know. Uh, 
I guess, it, like, to, if if we're going to try to push back towards the realm of the safer work, unless there's anything else you wanted to say. No, I, like, I, I think we, we, we covered everything I, I, I talked about. Somber or maybe funnier. I, I don't know, whatever. Um. Yeah, I got nothing left with, with, with the not safer work. Uh. Hmm. Damn, this is the perfect opportunity to talk about four chords. That's wait. That wasn't basically. Was that not safe for work? I forgot. I I never got into four chords. I just knew it existed. I mean, I wasn't either. I don't. I I don't know many people who did. All I know. All I really remember is can't sleep. That hold on, the motherfucker. So I don't know whether or not it's pornographic. Um. Yeah. It's probably not that good anyway. I don't, I don't know. Um. I guess as we close it and try to get towards the realm of the the more safe for work, I will say that. Uh, if you are a kid uh, who didn't heed our warning because that's what kids are inclined to do, um, consider what I said and uh, be careful in your actions with people online because definitely it's a it's a tough place out there. It definitely is. Um, yes. Um, and what do I? Okay, what do I want? What What do I want to bring us in to now that we've gotten that out of the way? What do I have left here um, that I want to talk about? Hmm. Uh, I'm looking at your list. What haven't we covered? Uh, I I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think of things that like I might have blanked on, or like things that I like might come up. Um, like I don't know. Uh. I, 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 maybe related, but I think it was really, I, I thought it was really funny that, like, the, of any character that we immediately latched onto and, like, pointed and did the booba face, it was the, the black and the white queen. <laughs> yeah. New, Can you blame us? Newfound appreciation for the black and white queens. <laughs> very, very, okay, okay. Um, shit. Uh, well, the thing we haven't done yet that I wanted us to get done was to go back over our troll ranking, because we, we did that at the start of Hive Bent, and we never, it never felt like a good time to redo it, because it always felt like, oh, something, something's gonna happen to adjust it again. Yeah, um, and, and I, I mean, after, after this point, uh, more things are gonna happen, like these, the, the, of course. the characters are still gonna be there, but... We'll probably do, like, another re-ranking at the end of the comic. Uh, or, like, at any other point. This could be an evolving process. We could rank the Dancesters in open map. Yeah, we... <laughs> we could do that. No, I think, I, th I think we should do it. I think we should do it. Okay. Um. But, uh, where did I put it? Right. I did the ranking on my other computer, and so I DM'd it to myself on Twitter... Because it was the, the the easiest way to get it from my lap to my desktop to my laptop. I understand that. I I, I whenever I want to like move something from my phone to my laptop, I just send it to myself over Facebook Messenger. It like I I have like there are other like there are apps to make it really easy to um fucking get stuff from your laptop to like from your computer to your phone. Yeah. But like the other way around is like more of a pain in the ass than it really needs to be. I gotta say. Um. Anyway, uh, okay, so I have the image open of the the uh, re-ranking I did. When when did we first rank them? Was that the end of Act Five, Act One? Um, no, it was before Hive. Before, Bank. okay, okay. Uh, 
the idea was we'd do it before and after Hive Bent because we'd actually get some time with them. Okay. Um, I I think that this time we should maybe just go through our lists one after another, uh, react to how they may have changed, and then give our whole reasoning for it. So, I am I I will take advantage. I'll take the initiative and go through my whole list first, and then I will allow you to go through your whole list. Okay. Okay. So my revi- so, um. Actually, let me pull up the uh, the old list uh, first. Um, so let's see, twitter.com slash hpcast. Go to the media tab and scroll down. So where was it? Okay, so my original uh, ranking um, went this way. So in S tier, I had... Uh, from left to right, Aradia, Karkat, and Kanaya. The A tier was Terezi and then Vriska. B tier was Solix, Feferi, and then Nepeta. C tier was Eridan, then Equius. D tier was Tavros. And F tier was solely occupied by Gamzee. My revised listing. The S tier, uh, in order from best to worst, is still... Um, Aradia, uh, Vriska, then Karkat. The A tier is Terezi, then Kanaya. The B tier is Nepeta, then Aridan. The C tier is Feferi, then Solix. D tier is Tavros. F tier is Gamzee and Equius, but they are interchangeable, and I feel like either one could be at the bottom. Okay. Um, and I, I will now. I will now send it in in the, in our chat so that you have a visual reference for this. Okay. And uh, give give me your give me your revised ranking then. Okay. Uh, my original ranking was S rank, uh, Vriska, Terezi, Aradia, mm-hmm. A rank, Nepeta, Solix, Kanaya, B rank, Karkat, C rank, Feferi, D rank, Equius and Tavros, F rank. Aridan and Gamzee. And Okay. Okay. My revised ranking, uh no changes in S rank, it's still Vriska Terezia Radia. Uh okay. my A rank is now Karkat and Kanaya. My B rank is Solix and Nepeta. My C rank is Equius. My D rank is Fefri and Gamzee. And my F rank is Tavros and Aridan. All right. And I will interesting interesting <laughs> stuff coming out today. <laughs> I knew <laughs> um <laughs> I think Equius being above uh being that high is throwing me off a little bit. I'm sure it is. I put some thought into it. I did as well. <laughs> um I specifically write down notes on all the characters whose placement I changed, so I guess to explain myself, um Riska went from A to S, I think for reasons that do not need to be said again. Um, that we are a Riska podcast. We are Riska propagandists. She is one of the best characters in the comic. Um, she's she's good. Um, I moved Aridan from C to B. The reason I did this is you're insane. That I know I am. 
I found Aranin to be one of the most entertaining characters consistently. I he's a shitter. He is a shitter, but he is probably the most fun shitter to read. Every time he shows up, it is it was it was it is hilarious. Um, he is such a well written, uh, just insufferable incel. It is delightful. I I have really warmed up to hate liking Aradan. <laughs> Um, and Nepeta, uh, she stayed in the same tier, but I moved her up over the other characters. Uh, she's still at the top of my B tier, because even though she does not do a lot, I thought she was a very nice character when she showed up. She really earned a lot of points for the Jasper's conversation. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and having a troll who is just nice is, gets you a lot of mileage, honestly. Um... My demotions. Uh, Kanaya went from S to A tier because she basically did not have a lot of time to shine. Like I said earlier, um, I, I wish I wish it were not so, but I kind of felt like I had to move her down a little bit just because she didn't do a lot. Um, Equus went from C to F because fuck that guy. Uh, <laughs> the. Now that I am about, I am I am far from his death. Um, I I will give it that the moment that he shares with the peta before they both die is touching, and it does bring a little bit new light to his character. But it does not change anything that he does and how fucked up it is the way he treats Aradia. Uh, it's just probably still the grossest thing in the comic to me, like the most real instance of like abuse or like manipulation it's just shitty it's awful um and i on one hand like i hope that he has to answer for it on the other hand i just hope it's never brought up again because it just feels like one of those, it just feels like a thing that the comic was not ready to have in it and i it i, I hate it i hate it it was it was bad it still is bad i do not like that guy he sucks and the fairy and Solux were demoted from b to c because they just simply were not there enough um I I liked Solix too. Uh, I I think that sometimes he was like. I feel like sometimes when Solix had dialogue, it came across a little bit as Hussey being edgy. Yeah. Uh, I, I I can see that. Um, but he had it. He he was when he wasn't like awkward and painful to read. He was pretty enjoyable. I I thought that the dynamic he had with Carcat was really really great when they weren't like tearing each other's throats out. Um, I think that the moment specifically in one of the walk-around flashes where, uh, Feferi is, like, encouraging Karkat to come and jam in the horn pile, and it's like, Solace is going through a lot, Arati just exploded, um, and he's really torn off about it, don't you want to come and talk about your feelings, and Karkat says no, I think Solix saying, thank you, Karkat, you are a true friend, is, like, one of my favorite jokes ever in the comic, and I love it, and I have to give him some, I have to give him points for that, so... I, I'm I'm never realized that I think I put him below for fairy by accident, uh, and he should be above her, but that okay, we can we can correct that in the images we release. Um fairy also, uh, like we said, interesting potential with being the the new empress, um, and wanting to basically dismantle troll society as like her ideology, wasted on a character that says three slurs and then dies. Um and Everyone else unchanged. Um, Karkat, uh, stay at the top. Uh, 
I I remember Carcat. I remembered Carcat being very fun and like very always there, and that is basically true. I forgot like how all over the place he is, um, but it honestly just made it more fun to read. I think, uh, and kind of led weight to his character arc that he goes from being like an abject shitter, constantly struggling with himself, to maybe being a little bit wise and having to and trying to escape his past while being able to let go of it. I think that, that was a good arc for him. Yeah. Obviously not complete yet, uh, but he's still around. But I I, I think he's a good, really good character, really solid character. Um, Terezi, uh, I like Terezi more than I remember, but she felt too often like she was just a vehicle for Dave to have development. Um, although when she was good, she was really good, uh, but just was not good enough. Same with Kanaya, basically. Um Nepeta was on the same tier. Basically, I she's still very sweet and nice. Uh, just that. Um, Tavros unchanged. Um, I remember when we were doing our original ranking, I originally put Tavros lower, but I chickened out. Um, because I he I was thinking, you know, Gamzee is like awful and Tavros is just kind of boring and annoying. And I think that basically proved itself correct. Yeah. Like Tavros doesn't really just just doesn't really do anything. The worst thing he does it, it, and this still stick with me is um I think it was uh it was during the Flarp thing uh when I don't remember the specifics. I think it might have been when Terezi was... Was that the one Terezi was blinded or Roddy was killed? Um, and Tavros kind of gave this limp dick uh, line about, like, you know, maybe it's better this way after Vriska did something really horrible. I That still really doesn't sit right with me. Um, yeah. So Tavros stays where he is because he is both boring and annoying and he kind of sucks and is a shitty friend. Um... Gamzee stays in the bottom because he sucks. He's annoying and he sucks. Um, he maybe is at the bottom with a little bit more impunity because uh, of that weird panel towards the end, of, like right at the end of Act <laughs> Five, where like he <laughs> makes that weird advance on Tavros. It, I, man, uh, yeah, that that happened. It really did. Um, and Aradia, uh, stays where she is, because she's still my favorite and I still love her. Um, I will let, let you say your piece here, because I want to hear about, I want to hear some of these takes. Okay. Um, so again, like, when, when we did the first ranking, uh, that was just based on, like, what I remembered, and granted, I know what happens after the point where we are. So, like, mm -hmm. the, the influence of that is still, like, over my rankings, but but with the, the newfound uh, re revisiting of, of, of these characters, um, hmm, hmm. I, I, I'm trying to figure out how I can stall before I get to Equius, because <laughs> I know Equius is the one you want to know the most about. Uh, just, you can just talk about each one in order. Okay. I mean, no. It, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hate you. I I'm not gonna talk about like, um, 
why I left characters in in specific rankings because uh, my thoughts haven't really changed from the first ranking. So if anyone wants to know my reasoning for unmoved characters, just go listen to the the episode where we first ranked them. But I think it's like fifteen or something. It's the one right before the blurry car cat is the thumbnail. Yeah. Um. So for my promotions. Uh, my first promotion is Carcat from B tier to A tier. Yes. Um, when I did the first ranking, I, I, I just couldn't remember like anything about Carcat pre like middle of Act Six, and I just remembered him being very boring and obnoxious. And false. What? False. False. Yeah, false. Um, but I, I, I did like Carcat. Uh, but but going back over the, Acts one through five, well, not one through five. Let me let me gather my words. I'm, I'm getting concepts mixed up. Um, go, going over uh, Act five. Uh, it 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 is nice to see Carcat transition from an obnoxious shitter to like an, an enjoyable character. Uh, an obnoxious shitter with a heart. Yes. And it's good. <laughs> I, I enjoyed Carcat, and while he went through a lot, it was fun watching him go through a lot and, and become better. I, I had an experience, I think, when we started Hivebent, where I we started out with Carcat, and I was like, man, this guy sucks so much worse than I remember. Yeah, yeah, I... <laughs> that's basically how I remembered, like, all of Act 5 Carcat before we reread everything. Mm-hmm. And it, it was... It was nice to be wrong. I, I, I felt bad putting him in B tier, but it was nice bringing him back up to A tier. Let's go. Let's... Let's absolutely go. Um... What's my next promotion? Oh, my next promotion is Equius. Um, <laughs> I had Equius in D tier, and I brought him up to C tier. I would love to hear your reasoning. And, okay. When I do my rankings, there, it's, it's from, like, a positive to neutral to negative scaling. Okay. So... Having him in C tier is not me going, oh, I like him more now. I'm just more neutral about him. Because, like, yeah, I didn't like, like, a lot of what he did, as 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 most people should. It's just, I don't know. The moments that he had with Nepeta, like, before they both died, I, they just really got to me. And I was like... I was like, I was like, I was like questioning. I was like, how much of Equius's actions are like actual beliefs, and how much are they like imposed on him by society? And I know that's like a, that's kind of like a path you should go down with like all of these characters, particularly the trolls. But like, it just happened more so with Equius because like, because Nepeta was there, and I like Nepeta. <laughs> It's the cultural thing is I guess it's an interesting point especially considering how 
like drilled into like how fixated he is on the cast system. Yeah. Um, and like, I guess there is an argument to be made that if he is really like that dogmatically inclined towards rigid belief in blue blood supremacy, like he might have genuinely thought he was doing Aradia a favor by by giving her a robot body with royal blood. Yeah. But I I just cannot certain like get over the like programming her to have yeah, feelings for I him. I get that. It's so nasty. Yeah, I I get it. I'm just I'm just neutral about him now. I I really don't care about him like at all. <laughs> that, that he's just he's just there. He's in C tier. It, okay. It's fine. Stop coming after me. Okay. I'm not an Equius liker now. I haven't I haven't betrayed you. <laughs> <laughs> it is not a personal offense for me to like Equius. Um I I just don't get it and I think he's bad. That's it. Okay. <laughs> um my next promotion is I think I think Gamzy. I think that we both had Gamzy very low originally. Yeah, I had Gamzy in F tier and I put him in D tier. Uh and the main reason for that is is because like I thought sober Gamzy was like more entertaining than than I remembered him. Mm-hmm. I I enjoyed the tonal shift that he brought to the meteor. I don't know. It was just fun watching him run around like a scary little clown. Just doing shit. Yeah, as a plot device, he he's he's certainly a he's a good plot device, I guess. Yeah. But he's still he he's still pretty annoying in in the early bits. And and, and with the <laughs> with the with the Tavros conversation right at the end of Act Five. <laughs> I, I I don't even know like if we can talk about that yet. I feel like that. We need to sit on that more before, like, make sure nothing else happens uh, before we, like, start dissecting that, because it just felt so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, my demotions. Um. I moved both Nepeta and Solix from A tier to B tier. Mm-hmm. And the main reason for that is. While my thoughts on them from my initial ranking do, like, still hold, uh, they're just not there that much, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I wish there was more of them, but there's not. So I demoted them. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Yep. Um, My next demotion is Feffery. Because yes, uh, my neutrality on Pfeffer going in was going in with the mindset of I'm 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 neutral, neutral about her because she has potential, but she says three slurs and then dies. But then when it actually happened, I was like, oh, she says three slurs and then dies. She really does. <laughs> and so I was like, wait, that's not C tier. That's that's D tier material. <laughs> uh I still think I still 
appreciate her for the the speck of potential she had, yeah. but I I expect that the further I get from her, the more I'm gonna the less I'm gonna I don't know if she's gonna say neutral or what. Yeah, oh, I'll just pop my can. Uh, or what? Like I don't know. She's she's such a nothing character. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I notice you have Aridin all the way down at the bottom. Aridin makes me angry. Like I can I can look away from Tavros, but Aridin makes me angry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I understand the the entertainment that you're getting from him, and and why you think he's a fun little dude he's to to so observe. Funny. He, he's such an interesting specimen. But my yes. God, <laughs> I want, I want to, I want to get that little sprite under a mi- under a microscope slide and just take a look. <laughs> he just he just gets under my skin and I just don't like it. I don't like him. I <laughs> I, I see him and I think about that that Aridin cosplayer who's now a, now a Nazi. It, Very fitting. It so much. Uh, uh, real talk, I can understand anybody, like, if you hate Aridin, like, that is healthy, that is, like, good, he is a bad guy, and, like, he sucks, and any 13-year-old boy who acts like that, you should have, like, a natural hatred for, Yeah. but he's so funny, I can't not, like, be fascinated by him. Not, like, in, like, a way that, like, I want to learn more about him, but, like, every time he's, like, there, I have to read the dialogue, like, two or three times, because, like, it, it drives me crazy how funny it is. Um, Hussey, I can tell Hussey enjoyed writing Aridan because, like, at every single opportunity there is, that th- there can be, there is a reference to, like, how much of a desperate loser he is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it rules. And that... But that covers it. it. That that covers it for 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 my ranking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that like I went in when you were still doing yours, and like you just kind of let me do mine uninterrupted. Um, Whatever, man. I get it. I having equius in C tier is a it's basically a crime. <laughs> Uh, the perspective that I had when, like, doing this was that, like, it was, I didn't really have, like, the seats here was not, like, the neutrality point, it was more, like, how strongly I feel about the characters stratified in general, yeah. so, like, all the way down through seats here, I can still say that I kind of like Fafari and Solix, like, I appreciate them for existing, even though they didn't do a lot. Yeah. Um, it is only really around D tier where I start to be, like, these guys, I am neutral on... I am more or less neutral on Tavros at this point, uh, and I, I just like him a little bit, and then Aridin, or not, uh, Equius and Gams are the ones that I, like, I actively dislike, and then whenever they show up on screen, I'm like, oh, goddammit, the comic is now worse. <laughs> I, I, Gamsie, well, I, I, I appreciate your ranking with Gamsie as a plot device, I guess, um, because... It's not really quite true, because whenever Gamzee shows up on screen in Act 5, Act 2, it's like, shit is going down, but, like, whenever he talks, it's like, man, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> when are we going to do our ranking on the Dancestors, though? Um, <laughs> we can rank them uh, at the start 
of the open bound episode, and then we can rank them again at the end of the open bound episode. <laughs> After we have like more, like I finished my tall boy. Um, I I plan to drink like two or three times as much alcohol when doing open bound because I don't know how it's going to process. Oh yeah, it. I I get it. Um, so that'll I guess that'll be kind of fun. Uh, since you've now like touched into the the page ranges, like. Are we going to be doing all of that in one episode, or is that going to be spread out? Because it's it's like three different flashes. It is three different flashes, and they're spaced spaced apart. And I'm starting to like Fuck. reconsider doing them in one episode because like the the more I think about it, and like how much we talked about the the walkarounds that we've already covered, that would probably end up being like a four or five hour episode. Oh, base. And and as cool as that would be. To just spend an, uh, an entire night just talking about Homestuck. <laughs> um, I don't know if we would be able to m- make it all the way through and, like, keep the energy up. And... Yeah. Yeah. So we're probably going to end up, like, sp- splitting it across three episodes. Whichever one has the highest concentration of Cronus and Demara <laughs> will be the one... That we get wasted in. That's that. Yeah, that's understandable. <laughs> uh, God, not much else to say there besides God. We'll get there when we get there, which is, I, I guess, apparently not that far away. Um, I'm kind of out of things to say at this point. Like, I don't know. Like looking back on the 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 first almost year, uh. AHP in 2020 um, has been, if I want to summarize it in the sh- in shortest possible, it has been a delightful surprise. Yes. Uh, I I don't know what else to say besides like I didn't expect this was fun doing it. I didn't expect to make it this far doing it and still like be enjoying it. Yeah. Um. One of the big fears that I had like going into this is you know we're like putting a lot of time into this and one of my fears was that like we wouldn't have that many people listening and i would like start to feel self-conscious about the the project as a whole and like mm-hmm. eventually end up like wanting to stop at some point but that hasn't happened yet uh we have more listeners than i thought we would have and yes and I'm still enjoying it. I I haven't really had any moments where I've been like maybe podcast bad. Uh Yeah, and I want to tackle uh, sorry. No, I was I, 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 no, I was done. Okay. I I wanted to tack on to that like I think that the most uh the thing that is maybe the happiest about that in that vein is that we have gotten a a small but uh dedicated seemingly dedicated following um really just doing what we want to do the way we want to do it which is really inspiring to me yeah um because uh i thought about turning your eyes towards the future i know that we've been talking about opening a patreon which you'll probably see not too long after this goes up (laughs) um whoa you're whoa you're you're putting spoilers out there man whoa uh, this is the perfect time to talk about it. Yeah, it is the perfect right? time to talk about it. Yeah, um, and 
uh, we've we've been talking like after we finish recording, just in the booth, uh, a little bit every like every time, like obviously because you know we're we're friends. Um, and the the Patreon has come up a couple times, and and a thing I expressed a couple days ago was we were getting worried about like what we wanted to put out on it, um, and the way we wanted to do it, and I kind of realized that we really have gotten where we are, which is, like, admittedly not that big. We have, like, around 3k listens, probably a little bit more than that now. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe, like, generously speaking, like, in the realm of, like, a hundred or so people following it. Um, and we've gotten there pretty much just doing what, just, just doing it for ourselves. Yeah. Uh, and it, that makes me feel warm and happy inside more than anything else. Um, is that uh, the experiences that we have together on this show like resonate with people or are entertaining enough that you do want to listen to it? And I know I say at the end of every episode that like I am so grateful that 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 is the experience that we're having with this, and it's just so awesome. Yeah, I like it. I I I've, I enjoy my time here doing unpaid labor for the masses <laughs> i'm kidding i'm not gonna frame it like that this is this this it, it's, this is work john yeah this is work uh pay, pay <laughs> us now patreon live right now give us fifty dollars a month uh per person <laughs> yeah um I was gonna say something. Oh my god, I'm so terrible at like keeping a thought in my head. Um, shit. I guess yeah. Like, look forward to it. I mean, don't feel pressured, obviously. But you know, if you want to, may- maybe there will be things on there. Like, you know, if you want to hear us talk about Metal Gear Solid, Whoa. really bad. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> maybe that'll be on. Maybe that'll be on there sometime in the in the future. Uh, or Evangelion, or Undertale, or any of the other topics we have tossed around anything um, bionicle maybe uh anything we deem homestuck adjacent so that it will fall really? fall under the ahp umbrella <laughs> anything that we both mutually enjoy because like there are a lot of things that we both enjoy a lot and I, i'm sure that after spending like 50 plus hours just talking about this one property we enjoy that like there are a lot of things that we could have a lot of fun talking about for a while True. Um, True. And, uh, yeah. And I guess the last thing that that brought me to is, like, I guess this is very personal, but, uh, John, my friend, I, I was not that close to you before we started doing this. (laughs) I'm, I'm glad that you finally said it. It's been on my mind for a while. Um, We were, we were friends, but, like, we were kind of distant before we started doing this, and, this has just been a, it has been a wonderful time getting to know you better and just spending this time with you every week. And I, I truly do love you. You, uh, I, I consider you a uh, very good friend. Is that you or the tall boy talking? <laughs> I, I'm an affectionate drunk, I've been told. Um, but I do, I, I've been mean. I, I wanted to say this beforehand. Um, I, I, I really, I, I, the, just the experience. It, it would not be the same without you uh. here. We're getting the emotions flowing in in the in the pod. Yeah, I yeah, it it it's definitely been a, a nice experience spending more time with you because like I don't know if we ever like touched on like our history 
uh, I, we may have done it in the first episode, but like, yeah, uh, we never really got close over time. Like we were in a group chat together for a while, and then we were in another group chat together for a while. We were on, we were mutuals on Twitter. Like we've always existed in each other's worlds for like a very long time. It's just we never really spent any time. Well, not any long amount of time. Like mm-hmm. talking to each other, and it's been. And now you're. Yeah. And now I think you're one of the people I talk to the most. Yeah. <laughs> it's been interesting. Yeah. That was that was like one of the other things. I was I was like, I don't know. I I've I've always been unsure like how you felt about me over the years because like, I don't know your your demeanor towards me back in the day made me feel like you hated me. I was a oh come on I was a cunt back in the day exactly Everyone knows this. exactly and I was like dang Aiden hate me <laughs> and yeah it's been nice talking to you more over this past year definitely I'm smiling I'm smiling very good very good <laughs> um yeah uh. I I think that is probably the the best place to end it. That that is a good place um, to end it. Always considered. <laughs> Actually, I think the best place to end it would be with the page range for the reading next week. We tricked you into listening to all this because you're waiting for the page range, you suckers. Haha, ha AHP's trick. We did it. Uh, I might just post on the Patreon on the Twitter anyway, uh, and then also post the episode uh, because I know that our our, our fans are, are simp's and they will they will they will come running anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So what what is our how are we going into Act Six? Uh, I may or may not have been bad and watched the Act Six opening flash oh already because I was so excited. Um, our page range. Uh, our 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 first page range in in season two of AHP side two of Homestuck our our venture into Act Six is four one one three to four two one seven. All right, very very nice hundred four page range we got there. I like it. I <laughs> I. I you point out recently that that, that uh, Act Six starts on page four one one three. Yeah, fucked up a little bit. Hussey likes his numbers. He really does. He really does. Um, but yeah, that said, uh, I I think this is probably a good time to close it out. Um, sure. We yeah. have a nice little episode on our hands, and by it's little, nice big little episode. I mean two hours. I didn't think we were going to talk for two hours. I didn't either. I thought um, I thought we would like struggle to get to an hour, but then we we just kept talking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, we got a lot to talk about. It's a it's a, it's a big topic. Yeah. Um. But, yeah. Put put this on. Uh, huddle up in, uh, besides the fire or whatever, and uh, and enjoy your enjoy your Christmas season or whatever it is you celebrate. Kwanzaa, um, Hanukkah. Um, just the winter solstice. Yeah, if you're an that atheist, too. I guess. Um, any any snowy themed holiday. Actually, no that 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 cuts out like our our southern hemisphere fans. Uh, any December any, adjacent holiday. Yeah, anything surrounding the month of December, whether it be in December, 
after December. Maybe you're listening to this episode in November of next year. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, uh, it has been a wonderful first year of HP. I'm very happy with how far we've come. Um, and I, I feel really comfortable, uh, uh, again, as always, thanking our our listeners. I know I just did this, but it's awesome. Love you guys. Uh, means a lot that you're here, um, especially for the end of this one. We just blabbed about random stuff for two hours, um, and listen to us get sappy with one another. Um, also, Alex, thank you. I th- every time we get a really long episode, I'm like, this is gonna take longer to edit, and I feel bad about it. Uh, but you know, hopefully, you enjoy listening to this as well. Um, Love you, buddy. Thank you so much for what you do. Um, and, uh, I, I guess join us next week for 4113 to 4217? Yes. Act 6 time, baby. I love you. It's go time. I love you too, John. I love you too, John. I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you as well, Aiden. <laughs> Sorry, Tails, if this looks gay to the viewers. <laughs> Alright, end of the episode. Ended. It's so you told us to the reason we did. Feliz Navidad. What did you say to me? Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y le soplando. Did you actually talk to me? I wanna wish you a Yowie Christmas. I wanna wish you a Y